We're your hosts, Cole and Jenna, and this is Daily Life Problems. Today we will be discussing abuse, the different kinds of abuse, and how people are affected by three main types of abuse. Our first main point of abuse is sexual abuse. People have very different mixed emotions after being sexually abused. In today's society, no one really likes to talk about abuse. They kind of just let it slide by. Most don't talk about how or if they've been sexually abused or any kind of abuse in general. Most people have rapid signs of changes, mostly like physical changes. Some people experience headaches and stomach aches even when there doesn't seem to be any physical causes. Some may also have trouble developing and maintaining relationships. Most have nightmares, low self-esteem, and are very clingy. Some can also be very confused about their sexual identity. Some people will change the way they dress. A lot of people show problematic sexual behavior, like getting involved in risky sexual behavior. Most start out with getting into alcohol and drugs. A lot get into self-harm and get really depressed. Some eat more or less and have trouble sleeping. Some have a big change in their friendship groups and they start doing bad in school or slowly distance themselves from anyone. Some physical signs in sexual abuse are swelling or redness in the genital area, or some women may have a missed period. Some have pain when going to the bathroom or difficulty sitting or walking. Most get very bad bruises in the soft spots of their body, like the butt or thighs. Some can st- also start showing so- symptoms of a UTI, or urinary tract infection, or symptoms of an STI, a sexually transmitted infection. A few celebrities that have been sexually abused are Ellen DeGeneres. She was sexually abused when she was 15 or 16 by her grandfather. Ellen has stated that when her grandmother was first diagnosed with breast cancer, her grandfather sexually abused her. She once said in an interview on, My next guest needs no introduction. He told me when she was out of town that he'd felt a lump on her breast because he didn't want to upset her, but he needed to feel mine. He convinces me that he needs to feel my breast and then tries to do it again another time and then another time. Marilyn Monroe was sexually abused in 1946. She was in multiple foster homes throughout her childhood, and in every single one of the foster homes she was in, a man that she was around sexually assaulted her. Today, we have a special guest, Miss Morrison. We have questions for you on sexual abuse. Uh, For teenagers, what are some of the more common signs that you tend to see as a counselor for sexual abuse? Yeah, so anytime I've had a student that um, I suspect has had some type of sexual abuse, a lot of times they're very quiet. Now, this isn't uh, every single time, but more of the common signs are very quiet, very reserved, um, especially when I ask certain questions, whether that be about a certain relationship, um, if they've been sexually abused maybe by um, someone close to them, it's very difficult for them um, to talk about that because they see that person day in and day out. So definitely more of the quiet, reserved. Um, also, um, eye contact is very difficult for them at times. So if I'm sitting here talking with a student, a lot of times they can't look me in the eye. And that definitely has to do with some of that sexual trauma or that sexual abuse. Um, so just quiet, reserved lack of eye contact. Um, And then normally there's a trigger. Um, So sometimes um, if I'm talking with a student and I say something or um, maybe use a word or a phrase or something like that that is associated with their sexual trauma, that also can be a trigger for them to maybe shut down completely, um, want to leave my room, maybe 
it puts them into um, some type of panic or an anxiety attack. So I would say the big ones definitely quiet, reserved, lack of eye contact, and then, you know, just specific triggers that are, you know, specific to their situation. Our second main point is emotional slash mental abuse. Some signs of mental and emotional abuse are name calling. Yelling at somebody, patronizing, public embarrassment, dismissiveness, insults of appearance, belittling accomplishments, put down of interest, threats, monitoring your whereabouts, trying to give somebody direct orders, outburst, lecturing, trying to have financial control, denying that something is true when you both know it is, using guilt, blaming you or others for their actions, turning you away, withholding affection, and distributing your feelings. Okay, a second key point we have are mental slash emotional abuse. So what are some of the best ways to get help when dealing with this? Yeah, this is a big one, especially coming out of COVID, um, because we have a lot of students that maybe have never experienced any type of sign or symptom of, of uh, their deteriorating mental health. So I think the the I guess exciting part about if there is an exciting part about a pandemic is that there's more um, talk about um, everyone taking care of themselves and there's more um, open conversation about mental health so the resources are readily available so I think that's probably the most important thing and for me as a counselor the most exciting thing is that there are more resources now than ever before with mental health the biggest thing is I guess recognizing that someone is struggling with their own mental health and maybe they don't even recognize it but a friend or a family member recognizes it and then getting them to the appropriate help so I know you know we talked about sexual abuse earlier if um, you know and that's a part obviously of someone's mental health if you suspect that someone is struggling with with that or they're being abused or things like that, knowing the proper resources um, to get to them. So there are counselors that specialize in different things such as sexual abuse, physical abuse, domestic violence, those kinds of things. So I think first and foremost, it's really um, exciting that there are so many resources, um, sad in the same sense because so many people are struggling, but just recognizing that number one, I have an issue or I have some things going on and then getting them to the proper help. Um, an example here at school would be if I have a student that I feel is struggling with depression or anxiety. Um, as a school counselor, we don't diagnose those things. A clinical counselor does. And so we partner with child and adolescents. This is our mental health partner here in the district. And I would refer that student to them. And then that counselor specifically specializes in anxiety and depression. So I think just recognizing the signs and symptoms generally um, of mental health and then helping that person get to the proper counselor to help get them going in the right direction. Okay. Our third and last main point is physical abuse. Some signs of physical abuse are bruising on the body in places you can't see them or people wear clothing so you can't see them. Other signs are black eyes, welts, lacerations, rope marks, broken bones, open wounds, cuts, punctures, hits, slap, kick, mistreated. Some people have a change in their behavior. Some celebrities that have been physically abused are Christina Aguilera. She grew up in a very abusive home. The neighborhood she lived in always had some type of domestic violence. Mariah Carey was married in her early 20s to a record label boss, Tommy Mottola. In an interview, Mariah says, I was with someone at the time that had a lot of control over my life. She said he was older than me by a lot and had a lot of power and he wanted me to remain away from people. I never thought I would get out of there. 
Rihanna was abused by her former boyfriend, Chris Brown. In an interview, Rihanna says, It's in the past, and I don't want to get over it. Because it's a very serious thing, and it's still relevant. It's still real. A lot of women, a lot of young girls are still going through it. A lot of young boys, too. It's not a subject to sweep under the rug, so I can't just dismiss it like it wasn't anything. What are some physical signs that you tend to see from teenagers that have been physically or currently are being physically abused? Yeah, I think especially with teenagers, they are well aware of the abuse. And so a big sign that I see is they try to hide it. Um, I think when you're working with a younger population, like say an elementary student, they don't even know that it's not okay to have maybe physical bruises or marks. And so they don't really understand that they're supposed to hide it. Um, when we start talking about teenagers and moving into young adults, they realize I probably shouldn't have that mark or that bruise. And so they try to hide it. So like, for instance, it's May and it's 80 degrees in Ohio, which we're excited about. But if I had a student that was trying to hide a bruise or a mark, they would probably be wearing uh, long sleeves or hoodies or things like that. Not that it's not okay to wear a hoodie, um, but I know for sure they're trying to hide that mark. Um, you know, we see a classic symptom in like TV shows and movies of when someone has a black eye, they wear sunglasses. Um, you wouldn't necessarily see that in school, um, but you would just pay attention to their clothing. Um, I've had students that have had bruises on their hands or their fingers, so they constantly are wearing, you know, sleeves over their hands or things like that. Um, I even see that with students that cut, um, which kind of goes back to our mental health question, but definitely their, um, their clothing because they're going to try to hide it best as possible. Um, another sign or symptom would be they, it's like the old saying, um, hurt people hurt people. So for instance, if someone is being physically abused, a big sign is that they too have aggression or anger. And so they want to lash out on somebody else. So if I have a student that for some reason blows up at no apparent reason, and I've had this where they've come in, they want to hit the cinder block wall, they're so mad they just want to like punch something or someone, a lot of time that's a trigger for me to say, hmm, where's this anger, this aggression coming from? Is this just something you're struggling with or have you seen this? Is this how you're handling your anger? Kind of going back to the sexual abuse um, symptoms, I know a lot of times um, people that um, have experienced that that's a way that they too think is normal to be sexually abused so then they go out and do some of those things because they're thinking that that's an okay uh, response um, same thing with physical abuse if you're being hurt um, then maybe that's what you think is how you treat people and so then you go and do the same thing so those would be the big ones just looking for those marks or those bruises and then their behavior uh, maybe it's just um, they lash out and start crying for no reason or maybe they show this aggression for absolutely no apparent reason um, those ones are the big ones that I've seen in my career as a counselor In conclusion, this has been our talk about the three different types of abuse, physical, mental, slash emotional, and sexual. If you see any, any of these signs that we talked about, try and get the person to talk to you about it, but also encourage them to get help from a professional therapist.